kazanacaksınız. Kazanmak için uğraşacaksınız. Ama netice ne olursa olsun siz benim gönlümde hep kazandığınız hep şampiyonsunuz. Ve öyle kalacaksınız. Allah yardım Merhaba and welcome to the third episode of Behind the Fans, a somewhat different extra format in addition to our weekly main series on the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast. I'm your host Samet, and we have Yasin joining our third BTF episode, as the guest we have today is also from New York, America. We're bringing you a person who's been pouring oil down the many fires of Galatasaray fans and has converted many New Yorkers into becoming a Galatasaray fan. He's a New Yorker, a father, a graphic designer, and most importantly, Jim Bomlu at heart. Give a big applause to Nurshat Sharki. <laughs> so Nurshat, welcome. Did I pronounce that correctly? A hundred percent, man. Thank you. Is it Sarki or Sharki? Uh, it's Sharki. Okay, nice. It's, uh, it's been tough too, even with, uh, with the Turkish name. It's not exactly a Turkish name, so I've grown up not people not pronouncing it right in Turkish or in English, but you got it, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> Nurşat Sharki. Oh man, I'm proud. Thank you. <laughs> well done. <laughs> How do your friends call you? Just Nurşat. Nurşat. All right. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Like, what's your? Well, we got your name. What's your age? Where are you from? Where are you born and raised? All right. Well, um, I was born in Queens, New York. Um, oh. But we moved around quite a bit uh, when I was younger. So I grew up a little bit in Queens, a little bit in Brooklyn. Uh, we moved out to Jersey, Virginia, Florida, you know, for brief stints. And then uh, overall, I grew up mainly in Brooklyn and Queens throughout my life. Mm -hmm. A real New Yorker, you'd say. A hundred percent. I think the only boroughs I haven't been in yet have been in uh, the Bronx and Manhattan. Well, you know, okay. we'll and, see. And <laughs> And we have Yasin here as well. He always told me New Yorkers hate people from New Jersey. Is that correct? Or has he been lying? <laughs> you know what? We just don't like when New Jersey people pretend to be from New York. But overall, I mean, I don't, I don't mind. Facts. From New Jersey. That, that is true. <laughs> they do that? Yeah. Like you, you, don't, you don't see a New Yorker trying to be like a New Jersey. And they don't talk like, you know, hype about New Jersey or, you know, anything like that. But New Jersey people, they... They try to assimilate into the New York culture a little bit, and mm -hmm. it crosses some lines sometimes, like Nushat said. But it's it's mostly for memes for me at least. Uh, I I didn't grow up and live in the five boroughs. I'm out on Long Island, but a lot of my friends, the ones from New York, New York, they <laughs> they talk more about that. I just go with it. We also mainly just like to talk shit. So you know, <laughs> if we can get under their skin a little bit, then that helps. <laughs> yeah. So Nushat, you said you've been traveling around a lot during the years, but before getting into that, what what is the meaning of your name, Nushat? So my background is actually I'm a I'm Uzbek Turk. So mm. I believe it's like from what my parents told me, it's like from the the Sultan of the the Sun or something like that. I'm not 100 like the sunlight. Mm -hmm. That's as far as I know. I haven't really dived too much into it. Okay, do you feel more Turkish or do you feel more Uzbek? Definitely more Turkish. Even my parents, they were born in Turkey. They grew up Turkish uh, when they came here. You know, our whole community is Turkish. Actually, a lot of our community was Uzbek Turks that all came together. Ah, okay. And even with all of them, they all felt more Turkish than Uzbek. When people ask you, like, what's your memleket? What do you say? Turkey. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's no specific region from Turkey your parents from? Uh, oh, so my parents are both from Adana. Ah, oh, okay. And then uh, right now, most of my family is living in Istanbul, which is also where the Galatas that I love comes from. So like my uncle that uh, was living in Istanbul, he was the one that always made sure to send me all the, the Galatasaray jerseys, you know, the shorts, keychains, mm. socks, all the, all, you know, all the cool stuff to ensure. It's always these uncles. Hundred percent. My parents are not into sports at all. (laughs) (laughs) No, we had uh, John on the Behind the Fans episode one as well, and it was also an uncle for him, as the rest of his family was Fenerbahce supporters. He said, but interesting. Same, same thing, and I feel like that's why my uncle did it because he knew that on my (laughs) father's side they were heavy Fenerbahce, and he was like, "I'm not having him (laughs) in the in the blue and yellow. It's got to be gone tonight." (laughs) <laughs> that's good that's good thank your uncle for me <laughs> oh I, definitely i thank him all the time every time i see him. it's funny though because we got new york city fc was founded maybe like i think seven years ago and then uh mm-hmm. i had the opportunity to send his son a new york city fc jersey and then uh make sure that he's a new york fan too so like that's I, nice uh, nice return the favor there <laughs> So you mentioned you moved all across the states, basically. Is there a particular reason for that? Uh, just my dad basically went wherever he felt like there was uh, money, wherever there was work. So we moved around a lot. Uh, but, you know, it, it always ended up coming back to New York because it was home. Mm. And that's how you feel as well? 100%. <laughs> you didn't like any of the other states you visited? They were, you know, they were cool, but it's, it's once you grow up in New York, you're used to a, like a certain pace mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they have the saying, the New York minute, you get a lot done in one minute in New York, whereas everywhere else kind of felt like, you know, they take their time, which, you know, they enjoy life, mm-hmm. but we like to rush through things and, you know, get, move on to the next. Get shit done, eh? Exactly. <laughs> That's nice. So w- what do you do for a living? If I may ask. So I'm a graphic designer. Is that like your full-time job? Yeah. So I do a lot of work in uh, like the menswear industry, uh, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So I'll like, I'll help build their e-com platforms, their, you know, their websites. Mm-hmm. I set up their marketing campaigns. So a lot of those like emails that you get with graphics, you know, there's a uh, certain promotions and things like that. I help them set those up. Uh, oh, okay. And then more recently I started getting into like merchandise design, which has been really fun. So I want to try to grow on that as well. Who knows? If we grow big, you might uh, help us out a bit there. Oh, just let me know, man. (laughs) (laughs) The Lion's Den merch coming out soon. You heard it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've actually been looking into that a bit. Even if it's just for us, it's it's just fun to do indeed. So I can recognize that. Yeah, that's where I find myself having the most fun. So how did you end up in New York, like with your family? Did you start in Uzbekistan or did you start in Turkey and then your parents or grandparents moved to New no, York? No, so my, my parents were born, both both of them were born in Adana. And then okay. uh, my dad ended up coming to New York, I think when he was like 12 years old. And then uh, he actually joined the military mm-hmm. and he was in the Air Force. And then he went back to Adana where he kind of met up with my mom again. And then mm. from there, they got married, and then he brought her back over to New York. And then I was born in 87, which was like a year okay. after they got married. 87. So you're about 34? 
30, I'm turning 35. Yeah. Congrats. congrats. Yeah, enough there. <laughs> so do you have any feelings for Adana Demirspor or uh, is that very, very close feelings? I was actually torn watching them this season because I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see them doing so well, but they were doing much better than golf. So I wish it was not a good feeling either. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I really like seeing Yunus. Yeah, I love seeing Yunus playing well over there. And, then, you know, it was always fun watching Balotelli play, too. So I'm glad. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't Galatasaray, I'm glad he went over there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You wanted to say something, Yasin? I was going to say, I'm sure he felt even more split when he watched Yunus play for Adana versus Galatasaray. Definitely. You know, even myself, I have nothing to do with Adana's sport, but when I watched Yunus play for them and score those beautiful goals against us both times. Oh, I felt to me want to celebrate because he's doing so well, and I know he's coming back to us, but then it's just like, oh, Galsai's screwing up again. We're losing again. Yeah. It's just, it was a mixed feeling, and I'm sure you had even more mixed feelings during that process. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know what? I'm actually, I'm happy for Yunus too, because I feel like that was necessary. Like, it, it felt like when he was playing with Galsai, he never really got that opportunity, and I didn't understand yep. why. Like, he, they would play him, he would have a great game and then he would go back on the bench, which is kind of like what we're doing with Butters right now. And, you know, he needs the opportunity to play as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't lie. When Yunus scored goals against us, I've, I wasn't really sad, to be honest. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yasin and you actually know each other, is what I understood. This is what he told me in uh, Istanbul. How, how did that occur? And who? Can you tell a bit about that story? Like, how did you meet Yasin? So when I was in, uh, we both w attended uh, Baruch College, which is a university out in Manhattan. And um, at Baruch, I was, I think at the time, I was president of the Turkish Student Association. And we also, I had a friend that had started a new, like, soccer fan club. So it wasn't. We weren't really playing, but we were more like uh, setting up events, uh, watch parties. So I would kind of tie in the events with both clubs. And uh, I think, Yasin, was it the Galatasaray Real Madrid game? There was a bar we did a watch party e at. E even before that, I'll, I'll, I'll just quickly take over from here because it's very vivid in my mind and I don't think I'll ever forget it. So Go for I it, was man. in like the main <laughs> campus building. We have a few buildings, uh, Summit, uh, because it's city school. So amongst like two different streets there's like three four different buildings that you go to and we were mm -hmm. at the main campus i was on the ninth floor going to one of my classes i believe i was not wearing a golf size shirt but then i i think i was getting out of the elevator or going in mm -hmm. i forget i see nushat and he's classic golf side wearing his shirt with pride i'm like hey are you turkish you you follow golf side he's like yeah 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 i do you know we, we started talking and then we realized we have some mutual connections which our friend, I think his name was John Park. He was uh, the guy mm. that Nusha just mentioned that was part of the That's soccer right. club, the organizer. I was like, hey, man, look, I'm looking for Galside fans to talk with because that, that was what? I think 2011, 2012. This was about a year or two after I really got into Galside because up until then, growing up, I was just like an average supporter. If they play, I watch. If not, you know, mm -hmm. I, I didn't constantly follow it. So at that time, I was like super intrigued into Galside. I want to 2012 was a great time too, man. <laughs> great, great, great time to join as a fan too. So like, I'm spoiled a little bit. I didn't go through some rough patches that y'all have been through before that. But you know, I was looking for fans, and I saw him. I was super excited. We talked, and he's like, "Hey, man, like he was super nice. We do these watch parties. You know, we have the Champions League games coming up. Why don't you come along?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" 
So I, we started watching games together. It was a Real Madrid game, which I think, you know, going off of what you just finished, I think that was our first game that we went to together. It was at a local bar, like a minute from the school. And that was a game that I think we won 3-2 or 3-2 was a second aggregate, right? Yeah. 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 I, I think that's the one. And then there was also Juventus games, which I skipped classes to watch with them at a different <laughs> bar. I mean, I have zero regrets, but... You know, that, that was a nice connection because he it was, was able worth to it. build. It was worth it. Yeah, it was it was a hell of a time. Zero regrets whatsoever. He introduced me to some of his friends that were also Turkish, but also not Turkish. Then that's when things picked up with like we played indoor leagues. Our friend John was able to start those up. Uh, and then Nurshad was also because of his graphic design experience. We set up a team of a mixture of like Turks slash non-Turks, Eastern Europeans and the Eastern Europeans were so close with Nurshad and the other Turkish guy that they were just cool with going along with the Turkish name. So we created a name, uh, a team called Baruk Turks. And I think Nurshad, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, you're the one that designed that shirt, right? Yeah, actually, I did the initial design. And then, um, okay. do you remember Jan? Yeah, I um, do. I do. He was the other Turkish kid from Long Island. Uh, I think it didn't exactly work with some of like the templates that we were going to use. So he had to modify it a bit, but yeah, so that okay. was a joint venture between me and him. Awesome. Yeah. So we played indoor leagues together and that was a good time. That, that, that was, was fun a very too. like big portion of the fun that I had at Brewer college. And, you know, Nushad was probably considered my first fanatic Galsai Le friend. I, I remember <laughs> Nushad, we were at a bar. That's an honor, man. Yeah. You, you were like that. So, this may be getting a little bit off topic, but like when I think of fans and, you know, I think of Ultra Aslan as like the ultimate fanatic group, right? So when I think of them and I try to relate my friends that I know that are Gasa like, to that Ultra Aslan group, I think of two people. One of them is John, which mm -hmm. is one of the guys that's in the podcast, uh, the Canadian that we went to Turkey with. And then I mm -hmm. think of Nurshad. And the reason why I think of Nurshad is because we were at the game, pre-game, we're just sit, you know, getting ready, we're hyped. And then he starts rattling everybody up. He's about to do the Uchtu, right? And me, a one to two year new baby fanatic fan, at least I called myself fanatic at the time. Clearly I wasn't because I'm like, what's this Uchtu? Like, what are we doing right now? And he's like doing it. And I'm just like, I, I try to follow it. Think of like Dusan Özbek's first presidential <laughs> campaign trying to do the Uchtu. And he's like off this, off, you know, rhythm. He's doing it like an idiot. That was me. But that was my first experience of doing an Uchtu, even though it was pretty wow, bad. Man, I'll never forget it. <laughs> okay. I just need to get that across because, I mean, mm -hmm. before I handed off to Nushad and Summit again, I was we were on the Twitter page, and I'm looking at the likes because we don't have too many. You know, We're growing 3, 5, sometimes 10, 20. Uh, and I look at the likes. I'm like, wait, Nushad, this, this, guy, this name sounds familiar. And then I open up the profile. I'm like, oh, Tom Candice. So I, I reached out to Summit. <laughs> I'm like, yo, we, you know. The profile we're picture doing with the girls tonight. Yeah, of course, of course, right? No surprise. Um, like Summit, if we do any kind of like behind the fans, whatever, which he was already talking about, I'm like, I would love for us to be able to do with Nushad because he is the epitome of what a Galsai fanatic fan is. I and I would love to that, hear man. more about it and, you know, catch up at the same time too. Of course, bro. You know, I'm, I'm glad you're here <laughs> and I, it's a great conversation so far. I hope you like the rest of it too. Mm. I'm sure, man. I'm glad, glad to be here. Yep, yep. So, Nurshad, you played ball with uh, Yasin. Be honest, is he any good? <laughs> to be honest, I was so bad <laughs> that I probably made him look good. So, 
I mean, you're 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 what 24, 25. You 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 established yeah. the team. What position did you play? I was I was pretty slow, so I was like, you know what? I'll be the center back. <laughs> <laughs> At that time, I didn't really grow up playing soccer either. Like, uh, I grew up in New York, and I didn't grow up around too many Turkish people, so mm. we mainly played basketball. Ah, and I'm six foot three, so I was pretty used to already defending you know being in the paint and playing defense so i yeah. tried to tie that into soccer but you know the footwork is not the same no 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 i mean for me uh, i just got into basketball started mm. watching when andreas pistolis came in galatz right ah. so very fresh for for me at the moment yeah basketball was my main sport but you know after galatz and i i kind of like mm -hmm. I mean, I was also a Knicks fan, and the Knicks have always uh, let me down every year anyway, so okay. that's what I just kind of took over. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Yasin, what position did you play when you played football with Nushet? Uh I think when we were playing indoors, I probably played a little bit more in the midfield or left wing. You know, well, indoors is a little bit more right. compact of a game, so it's a lot more quick padding, and that was one of my strengths growing up, playing on the full field. I was able to kind of see the field and make the right passes at the right time. I was not the best, uh, I was not the fastest player. I was not the most skilled player. So I kind of stayed away from the striker role. So I like to pass the ball. I think I played in the midfield, if I remember correctly. Mm. Mm. I see. Yeah. Yasin, if you still play, I think you'll be happy to hear though. Yeah. I met up with a bunch of other dads out here in Staten Island and we've been playing in somewhat <laughs> of a dad's league. Okay. For like the past few years, I've gotten much better. <laughs> 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 and with my uh the length of my legs i'm probably the fastest 35 year old on the field too so that's that's been a nice boost for me nice. is this like is there like a minimum age limit because i'm only 28 i know a lot of these <laughs> these men's leagues they start at 30 minimum you guys have a no no nah, nah. we actually have there's a kid uh that's like 18 years old he comes out to play with us too and i'm the only one that can keep up with him so that's been a nice boost to my confidence <laughs> <laughs> nice okay potentially yeah, I'm the same. Uh, the only, well, my condition can only like do 35-year-old dad leagues, so, <laughs> what I've been doing on Sundays. And uh, and I haven't even been running. I've been goalkeeping. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm winded probably like 15 or 20 minutes in, but you know, that first 15, 20 <laughs> minutes, I feel good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're 24, 25, and you decide suddenly I'm going to be president of a turkish association in in college or how did that happen so when i went back to baruch i kind of took a break in between like my college years and then around i think when i was 23 24 i went back to baruch and then unfortunately i, I met yasin and my, like my senior year so we didn't get to, to hang out too much but mm -hmm. um yeah while i was there i was taking the classes and there was a lot of breaks that i had in between the schedule because classes were set at a certain time so i knew some other people that were like part of the clubs and they were like you know come help us out with the clubs um in between those you know those break periods so i was like all right sure why not and then you know from there it went to i think when i started i was like a vice president of the turkish student association and then following year my senior year uh i took over and i was president then mm. and you know the whole thing there was we were trying to bring all the Turkish students together and give them you know the same thing for me like we were trying to fill in those gaps and give them something to do um mm. enjoy their time at, at the school pretty much 
So yeah, that's um, nice. And I feel like we did a lot of cool events. Uh, you know, I was satisfied. Yasin, how'd you feel? <laughs> I I was so busy with other clubs at the time, man. I I remember you mentioning like, hey, you know, why don't you join the club or whatever. I was so busy with like the accounting society and then the finance club and then the my Fenerbahce society. Too. Yeah, the Fenerbahce <laughs> society. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't have that much time to unfortunately take part of these events, mm-hmm. but uh, that's one regret that I did have because looking I, while you're talking about this, I'm like, I really did wish I could join that Turkish specific club because that's what I wish I had more of Turkish friends to talk whatever about. But um, yeah, that's my experience. Yeah, you definitely do meet a lot of people in those clubs. And I will yeah. say, like, I think the main point why a lot of us wanted to, you know, be a part of it was Baruch, like the school actually had a budget that they would give these clubs. So yep. you could either use it, you know, or you lose it. So we were, uh, you know, going out, grabbing lunch, having dinners, throwing all these events on Baruch's budget, which was really cool. And that yeah. saved a lot yeah, of yeah. us some money as well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, guys. Um... 10 minute break. I got to pick up my groceries that came in and then we'll continue from there. But feel free to chat oh, if you want. Yeah. Sounds good. Be right back. All good, man. I'm here. Chad, bro, you busy nowadays with yes, work? How, what, 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 what's your work schedule like? Uh, you know what? It's, I'm working from home. I'm, I'm pretty much working for myself. So it's pretty much uh, I'm flexible, which is nice. Uh, I get some projects. I work on it from there. Um, okay. It's mainly the kids that keep me busy, man. How how many is it now? Was it two or three? Yeah, I got two. I have one. I have a seven year old daughter, and then now I have a two year old. She's about to be three in July. Okay, that's that's okay. At least I guess you're past that very difficult sleep depriving time period of like age zero to two, right? Sleep deprived. Still like that? <laughs> she <laughs> wakes up like multiple times a night. I'm like. The first one, actually, she, I think after like three months old, she would sleep through the night. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I was like, I have a miracle child. I was like, this is easy. Let's, we can have another one. And it was not <laughs> the case. That's where all the bags under my eyes come from now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet. I bet. I have a cousin who has one kid. And I'm like, when are you guys going to have the second one? Like, that's that's what the, your parents want. That's <laughs> what me as a cousin, you know, the more the merrier, right? To hang out with like. That's what one, everybody one is always asks. You have one and then they're like, when's the next one? Yeah, I know. I know. I, I hear that, though. I, I just what you recently been up to, start. I, so I took two years off from work for personal reasons, but I just mm. started work again this week in the city. And I'm just nice. exhausted. So I was always living in the city, whether, you know, that's New- Manhattan or like Sunnyside, Astoria, mm. you know, all around those areas. Sunnyside so is really go- cool. Yeah, it, it's amazing. Going to school, whether it was Baruch, you know, 23rd and Lex was super easy or I was working by Times Square my first two years after school. So that was super easy as mm. well. My commute, I was kind of spoiled because I had some friends that were commuting from Long Island, which is where I'm from and live now. And I never got to really live through that difficulty, that struggle. But now that I'm mm. back to work and I'm living at home, I, I stopped living in the city. My first week, they wanted me there every single day. I know like some like you said, you're working from home. I, I didn't get to experience that my first week. So it's an hour and a half to work, an hour and a half from work. Damn. And that's just yeah, been so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said you did Long Island too. So first week was yeah, a struggle. Yeah, I lived in Oceanside for like five years. Gotcha. All right, you Americans. I'm back. You're back? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my man said 10 minutes. I don't think it's been a minute. 
Yeah, delivery goes fast, man. They just bring it almost into Deliveries your fridge. Great, man. Yeah, I love this era. <laughs> nice. All right. So, Nurshat, you were saying about the yes, society, sir. the Turkish presidency. I wonder, in America, do you have to campaign for that? Like, vote for Nurshat uh, and things like that? No, nah, not really. I mean, we were a small group. And then um, the president in my last year already had graduated. So we kind of like looked at each other and said, who wants to take over? And then they were just kind of like, why don't you do it? So I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> okay. You didn't have a democratic elections where you win by five votes? No, nah, not really. I just uh, I gave everybody some baklava and we called it a day. <laughs> <laughs> so during your presidency over there, how would you consider yourself in a Burak Elmas, Unal Aysal, or Dursun Özbek? You know what? I'm gonna. I might sound a little cocky, but I might go with Unal Aysal, man, because oh. I, I feel like we we <laughs> really got our name out there with, uh, with some of the events that we did. Unal Aysal was the king of marketing, so <laughs> that that is true. That is true. He did increase our value a lot. Definitely a different era when Unal Aysal was president. You know what? It, that was a huge. I noticed the difference too, because like, yeah. like Yasin said, uh, like he, he wasn't the first one that recognized the Galatasaray jersey when I would wear it in like the, around the campus. So like people would see it. And at the time, that was when we had first gotten Drogba too. So they, they'd be yelling out Drogba or Snyder. Yeah. I feel like if we didn't make those transfers, like they would be like, oh, you know, I think I've seen that in Champions League. Only people that are really like diehard soccer fans really recognize Galatasaray before that. Yeah. yeah. Do you think the recognition came not necessarily because of Unal Aysal, but mainly because of the success? Or did you think it's all a combined Definitely. planting? I mean, one, we got the players, right? So we had Drogba and Snyder. So people that were familiar with the, the players, they knew where, where yeah. they were going. Um, then we had that great run in the Champions League. So, mm -hmm. you know, it put Galatasaray into millions of more uh, eyeballs. And that got the name out there. So it was all, all of it all together. So I think maybe uh, we'll do an interruption for our quick rounds. And basically, I'm going to ask Nurshat. I'm going to ask you uh, either this or that. And you have to quickly, without thinking, name it, basically. Let's go for it. All right, here we go. Dursun Özbek, Ünal Aysal or Burak Elmas? Ünal Aysal. George Haji or Wesley Snyder? Snyder. Only only because I didn't really get to watch Haji. I watched the highlights and all that and I you know I love Haji, but I got to watch Snyder in person live. Oof. So that's why yes. I gotta lean towards my man Wes. Okay, okay. How about Hakan Shukur or Mario Jardel? Hakan Shukur. Alright. Fernando Reyes or Felipe Melo? Felipe Melo. That's my boy. <laughs> American or Turkish kitchen? Ooh, Turkish kitchen, 100%. Come on, easy one. You didn't even need to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought more about what the question was asking, but it's not even a question. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Tafaral or Muslera? Muslera. Same, right. same as my Haji response. I love yeah. Tafaral, but you know, I'm seeing Muslera makes a lot. Sense. Makes sense. Worst player of Galatasaray, and I need it quick. Oh shit, Tarek Chandal. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a, did you listen listen to the previous podcast or something? 
I did not actually. I was even thinking maybe I should listen to one of those episodes before I do this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, good, good, good. Because I didn't change the questions much. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right, and how about the best coach of Galatasaray? Fatih Tedem, without a doubt. All right, and and not no, nobody else. Um, as far as the success that we've had, it's mainly been under Fatih Tedem, right? But if you mm. want to say like overall, um, the people that we've had, Mancini's another level. Hmm. Yeah. Now I want to get more into the story of how you got to support Galatasaray. You you gave us a bit teasers already about your uncle, mm-hmm. but when did you really become a fanatic? How Yasin said when he became a f- fanatic. So growing up in, in, in America, we didn't really have access to the Galatasaray games and you weren't really able to watch it live. I think like the, the only way that you could really watch the Galatasaray games was we had this one Turkish video store in Brooklyn <laughs> what was it called? I think uh, was it like Uludağ Video or something. But you should, you can go there at the time, and then they would have recorded videotapes of like all the Turkish dizzies, Turkish mm-hmm. movies. Like that was the only way that you were watching Turkish media was if you go to this one store and get the VHS cassette tape and pop it into your VCR. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never really got to watch Galatasaray live, or or in at all pretty much until about like 2008 when we started getting those bootleg streams on the internet yeah and um around that time i think around 2006 2007 i started hanging out with more turkish people and you know once you get into a group of turkish people the first thing that they ask you is you know who's your who's your team and I already knew, you know, my team was Galatasaray, even though I barely knew anything about them. But I knew my team was Galatasaray. That was confirmed. How did you know? Just because my uncle was always sending me the jerseys. He sent me the flags, socks, keychains. All the way from Turkey. All the way from Turkey. Anytime somebody was coming from Turkey, my uncle had a package coming my way. (laughs) And I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. That is. I love you. So, yeah, like around 2008, I started hanging around more Turkish people. And then uh, we started talking about soccer. And then the more I watched, the more I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like you saw the the atmosphere of the games. And around 2008, that's when we had uh, like Milan Baros, mm-hmm. Harry Kewell, Arda was like just getting into his prime. Mm-hmm. So it was exciting to watch those games too. And that's when I started becoming like obsessed, like fanatic. Purple jersey era, huh? Yes, I actually have one of those purple jerseys too. The <laughs> the old spring. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's later. That's the pink one. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> the purples were goats. That was uh, Keita. That was when we had Keita. Ooh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. Keita. I missed that guy. That, that yeah. he was fun to watch too. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. So VHS cassettes. You watched a full game on VHS. I feel old as hell talking about VHS cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know the result when you watched those? No, so I actually never watched those tapes. That was like the only way that mm. you would be able to watch those games. And I see. Um, like I said, like my parents weren't really that into sports, so they would be the ones going to the store and getting like Ibo show recorded on this VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, the, what got me into it was uh, I had like friends sending me the illegal streams on League TV, and mm. then you know we'd be watching those together on the computer. Ah, I see. And what did your parents think of? Like they obviously started noticing, hey, Nushat's really getting into football, and and, <laughs> and getting fanatic. Well, how was their response when they noticed? They actually loved it because uh, when I grew, when I was growing up, I wasn't really growing up. Like I still had the Turkish culture in me. Mm-hmm. But I, I was more, I guess I was considered like more American growing up. And then like my college years, like those, those young years, they started noticing, all right, you know, he's starting to get into more Turkish things. So I was watching, you know, the Galatasaray games. I started watching Kutlar uh, Vadisay. I started listening to more Turkish music, which like before that, I'd be, my parents would have Turkish music on and be like, ah. I don't want to. I don't want to listen to this. And then all of a sudden, I'm listening to Turkish music. So they're like, "No, what's going on?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they were proud to see, uh, you know, me becoming a little bit more Turkish and one with our culture. Yeah, yeah. I guess you had a lot of American friends that saw this change with you as well. How did they respond? For sure, they were. You know, they were. Uh, I don't know. I guess they they thought they thought it was cool too because I was introducing them to to things that they'd never seen before. Mm, and mm. in new york you grow up it's when they say it's like a melting pot it's like it's so many different cultures especially at the time i was living in queens so Mm -hmm. i had friends from all over you know i had friends that were brazilian honduran i had greek friends i had friends from belarus uh albanians bosnians like so and then you know the albanians bosnians greeks we all have like a similar culture so when we got together and then we were Mm -hmm. talking about soccer they had something that they, they were adding. They had something that they were adding. So that's, that, it actually helped us connect a little bit uh, better as well. I guess at the time, soccer wasn't popular at all in America. Yeah. Or am I mistaken? Mm-hmm. I mean, it still continues to grow. But like in the past 10 years, I've seen crazy amount of growth with the, the way that the MLS is going. Is it still something for girls? Is that still how it's considered? No, no. You know, I walk by the parks and they have all these games with like little boys, you know, they, they're getting more into it now. Yeah. But definitely growing up, like, uh, it was, it was more considered a girl's game at the time, just because yeah. of like the access. And what, what do you mean when you say access? Like if you see in Turkey, they have like little fields or in other countries, even they have like small fields of soccer fields set up with like goals and everything. But if you mm-hmm. walk around and look at the the local parks, they all have either basketball courts or you know handball courts. Uh, you don't really see much of a place to play soccer. That's why even when you watch MLS, like you'll see a lot of the teams still play on American football fields or NYCFC. We play in Yankee Stadium. It's a baseball field. Oh really? <laughs> I didn't know that. We're still getting mocked. We still get mocked <laughs> just for that field. But finding real estate in New York for a soccer field is is tough. <laughs> wow. Is it normal that this happens with football teams in uh, the U.S.? Uh, throughout the league, a lot of them actually have soccer-specific stadiums now just because MLS is growing and mm-hmm. they're being better funded. I mean, they just struck a deal with Apple TV for $2.5 billion for 10 years. Wow. So I feel like we're going to see MLS grow very big very soon. That reminds me of uh, Ted Lasso, the TV show that I yeah. recently watched. <laughs> <laughs> might help with the popularity gain as well. Very definitely, funny. definitely. Americans, Americans love Ted Lasso. I feel like Ted Lasso also helps explain the game to Americans too that aren't too familiar. But <laughs> I mean, I see a lot more Americans that actually have a team that they they support now too, which is amazing. 
That's good. That's nice. That's nice. Is it mostly American teams or European teams as well? I see most, honestly, mostly Premier League because I feel oh, like that's wow. the biggest broadcast in America. That's mm-hmm. the one that there's like easiest access to. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Yasin. Like I see a lot right. of yeah, uh, Arsenal, a lot of Char- Chelsea, Man City jerseys around lately. And then, you know, there's uh, there's always like the, the, we're a nation of immigrants too. So you see a lot mm-hmm. of uh, Italian leagues, you know, Juventus jerseys, Milan jerseys. Uh, I feel like Italians were probably the heaviest in soccer uh mm-hmm. growing up though like they they always represented <laughs> and now everybody else is just kind of catching up how often did you see a galatasaray jersey when you walked in new york only if if i was in like a turkish environment i would see turkish jerseys and whatnot then but even then it wasn't that frequent there are turkish environments in new york city it's like the China oh yeah town. there's a there's a lot of i mean yasin was just saying uh he lived in sunnyside for a bit in queens that's a that's a very big uh, Turkish population there as well, but there isn't too many too many like Turkish 100% communities. Let's like okay. we're pretty spread out all over. So, for us Europeans, when we hear Queens, Brooklyn, and and think of the past, it's basically we think of well at least I do, uh, lots of shootings, very dangerous places, <laughs> ghetto. Is is that like a true perspective that us Europeans have or? I mean, it happens, but I feel like there's crime everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe as an American, I don't really see it as like the Wild West as somebody from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for us, it's kind of like a, an occurrence that kind of happens. I mean, like these mass shootings are, are a whole nother level. Like that's ridiculous. And obviously, something needs to be done in this country. But mm. I don't know if, if we're going to see that anytime soon. Is it true that at schools over there? There's like security checks and stuff like that when you enter? Uh, some schools. I know when I was in high school, when I first moved back to Queens, I was supposed to go to this school with metal detectors set up. And my dad looked at, looked at it on the day we were going to register. And he was like, what is this? So he took us to a different <laughs> school, uh, one that was in like the next town over. Mm. And he signed us up there. Jersey? <laughs> no, it's, it's a <laughs> different part of Queens. Okay. But I'll never forget. So on my first day, like this is supposed to be the safer school, but then uh, there was a stabbing that happened that day. So I was like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very eye-opening, very different to hear these stories for a European, let's say. I wish I could see it in that point of view too, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it's insane, man. When I hear about mass shootings and stuff like that, it's like shootings at schools? What? children how it's like doesn't make sense it doesn't even to us it doesn't make sense yeah well i hope the situation changes over there so back to more positive vibes what would be your ultimate favorite memory of galatasaray my favorite memory i actually went to galatasaray versus chelsea in london in uh 2014 so drive return to stanford bridge the result wasn't great. I mean, mm. I think we lost. Was it zero one? It must be something like that because I zero can't one <laughs> or two one. I remember we lost, but um, just the atmosphere. Like I had the time of my life. I was sitting with Ultraslan Avrupa. Oof! How did you get there? So there is a uh, organization out here called Belsa USA. Um, nice. I kind of linked up with them and they were selling tickets. They had like a 
travel package to anybody that wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to this. Uh, I had actually just gotten married. And then uh, we were we were planning a honeymoon. And uh, my wife was like, let's go to Paris. And you know what? Let's do a second city. He's like, let's go sightsee. And I'm like, perfect. We're going to go to London. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so we did that in. <laughs> oh, she she already knew, but she knew how much of a fanatic I was, and she yeah. was like, "Let's let's do it." So she was very supportive too. Yeah, that reminds me of my situation currently. I'm married as well, and actually yes. expecting a baby now uh, recently. Oh, congratulations, uh, man! Thanks, man. And uh, I'm already saying to her, "Look, this is the date of the baby. This is when the Fender Budget Derby probably will be." So. <laughs> A few days away wouldn't hurt. Like, I'm already preparing for that. <laughs> Just mentally. <laughs> exactly. These yeah. are some dates you should know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just so you know. I'm just waiting for Tefefe to announce the dates. <laughs> uh, just hold the baby a bit more. <laughs> so, London. You watched Chelsea against Galatasaray. Mm-hmm. Well, last question about that. How much were the tickets, the package, that time? I think... Total for like Paris and London together, I paid like fourteen hundred, which wasn't bad. I think the game tickets were probably like I think it was like seventy five euros or something. I could be wrong. Maybe it was like a hundred euros at the time. Well, yeah, definitely feeling the inflation these days. Considered. Oh yeah, prices. I mean at the yeah. time it was like uh, U.S. dollar to the U.S. euro wasn't that far off, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Have you ever been to Istanbul? The stadium. I have. Mm. I went to Istanbul, I think the year before. Um, I went in 2012. And that's when you saw Snyder, I guess? No, I didn't see Snyder. I saw Snyder in, um, at Chelsea. Ah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And which game did you go when you were in Istanbul? I didn't get to go. Fortunately, every time I go to Turkey, it's in like the middle of the summer when the season's on ah. break. Even now, I'm planning a trip, especially with the kids. So yeah. we're like, uh, we're going to go, but it's going to be during the off season. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, they got to go to school and all that stuff. But my goal is to go to the Neff Stadium at one point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. According to Erdan Timur, we still call it Ali Samian. Ali Samian it is. That's, see, that's <laughs> why I respect Erdan Timur. He doesn't have that ego. He's like, it's, it's Neff, but you could, let's still call it Ali Samian. Yeah. It's his own company, Neff. And he's still like, yeah, no, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> that was the only bright spot that... Dursun is like taking over again. I was like, all right, maybe it might be different this time. I was like, I believe in Erdan Timur. So let's see where, where that goes. Yeah. All right. I have a last Gala-related question for you. Shoot. If you could have like a coffee or dinner with any Galatasaray figure, who would you choose? Ooh. That's a tough one. <laughs> Current or of all time? All time. Damn. Uh... Nobody comes to mind? I never thought about it before. <laughs> Player, coach, president, doesn't matter. I'm going to go and just say Wesley Snyder just because of uh, all the experience that he has and I'd love to know. He does look like a fun guy to have dinner with. Oh, yeah, especially now. You, you know he's enjoying himself. You see that oh, guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can relate better, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> Yeah. No, actually, that got me thinking a bit as well. If it was all time, I'd probably Mitin Oktay or mm-hmm. or Ali Sami Yan himself. Like, ask him how the fuck did you set this up? Like, 
Very interesting. Back then, there probably wasn't much to set up anyway. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You probably said, let's start a team. Boom. Yeah, it, it's just probably, it probably went just like you at Baruch. That, you know, I'm president. Let's do organization of a football team or stuff like that. And then right. Yasin is playing in the team and Galtra exists. <laughs> We could be terribly wrong, but I'm thinking back then it had to be much easier than it is now. <laughs> now you've got all the finances in the in soccer, and it's you got to be a billionaire to own a team. It's more much more corporate, right? At, at the time, it was a bit more different, I guess. I think we can go to the quiz, Nurshat. Let's test your right. gala knowledge a bit. Is it rusty, or you think you can manage? Let's see. We're about to find out. I'm curious myself. <laughs> all right. You're going to get a million dollars when you uh, finish oh, the whole Let's go. <laughs> All right, let's start. Question number one. I'll start with uh, an easy one for you. Question one Who is Alisamian? And it's multiple choice. Founder of God, Sarai, 1905. <laughs> Mashallah. <laughs> the multiple choice answers were. Goalkeeper, top scorer, coach, or president? <laughs> like to start easy. Question number two. How many times has Galatasaray won the Turkish league? 23 times. I'm sorry? 23 times. I'll give you the multiple choice uh, answers. 21, 19, 22, or 20? Oh, it's 20. You know what? It is 22. I was expecting 23 last season. That's where that came from. <laughs> you won in your mind. <laughs> exactly. We were, we were there. We were right there. Yeah, just one more goal, right? <laughs> All right. Question number three. Who is the top scorer in Galatasaray's history? Is it A. Tanju Çolak? B. Hakan Şükür? C. Arif Erdem or D. Ümit Karan? I thought Gomez took over four years ago, no? In Galatasaray history? Didn't he with the 31 goals? That's not oh. the option. Oh, this is uh, not not in a single season, but like total history. Mm-hmm. Total, like all season. Combined. Oh, I'm going to go with Akon Shukur. All right. Are you 100% positive? Let's go with Hakan Shukri. That's my final answer. <laughs> I'm glad you got the reference. <laughs> That's correct. All right, we're going to question number four. Which team has Galatasaray never won against in a full 90-minute game? All of history, 1905 to 2022. Is it A, Barcelona? B, Juventus? C, Arsenal or D, Manchester United? This might be a tricky one. This is a tricky one. I'm going to go with Arsenal because when we won that Emirates Cup, it went into overtime, I believe, right? We indeed never won against Arsenal in a full 90-minute game. That's correct. We won against them in uh, penalty shootouts, I think. Mm. 
Question number five. Who is the most expensive transfer in the history of Galatasaray? Mbaye Diagne, Wesley Snyder, Elano Blumash, or Mario Jardel? I think Jardel was like 16 million, right? Is that your final answer? I think Jardel was like 13. I'm gonna go with Jardel. That is correct. Woo! You're going on a good scoop, man. <laughs> Proud of myself here. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, don't don't bloat yourself too much because uh, everyone else got them good as so. <laughs> well. <laughs> good to know. I've been saying the past three episodes, I need to make them more difficult. <laughs> I haven't gotten to it yet. So link to that question. How many million euros is Mario Jardel? The most expensive transfer in history of Galatasaray. I'll give you figures. Is it 13 million? 15.5 million, 17.05 million, or 19 million in euros. Mm. I remember this number 16 at some point, but I guess that wasn't in euros. Uh, so why don't we just go with the 15.5? Are you positive? Let's go with that. Unfortunately. Oof. Right after feeling good, you have to do this. That's how it always goes, right? <laughs> it's 17.05 million euro. Mm, okay. I flew too high to the sun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This one you should know. Question number seven. What date did Muslera come to Galatasaray? Is it August 2011, August 2012, January 2011, or January 2012? I remember it being the summer. It was the off season. We traded Lorik Sana. Oof. Was it 11 or 12? Lorik Sana. Yeah. Good trade. Good trade. I like Lorik Sana too, but I'll, you know, oh, nothing yeah. compared to Miss Leda. Uh, yeah. Let me go with 11. That is correct. Woo! We're going to question number eight. Who was the captain of Galatasaray in 2000, the year the team won the UEFA Cup. Is it Georgi Haji, Ayhan Akman, Hakan Şükür, or Bülent Korkmaz? Bülent Korkmaz. That is correct. Büyük Kaptan. Büyük Kaptan. Aynen. Number nine. In which city? Did Galatasaray win their 2000 UEFA Championship? This is an open question. Copenhagen. Ah, every Gala fan should know this. <laughs> Denmark. I recognize that banner anywhere. <laughs> so in uh, in BTFO2, we had uh, an Italian Gala fan and he, mm. he had this question wrong. So I'm interested. Question number 10. Name the players that were known as BUM in the 2010 season of Galatasaray. 2010. Does Bum say anything to you? Yes. Shit, what was his name? He was a <laughs> Bum, I don't even remember his name. Um, <laughs> who was the guy? I know we had a couple that were busts, but I mean, we had Buttershows back. Yeah, um, that's the first one, that's the B. Who was Mustafa, the guy with the long hair? 
He yeah. ripped the jersey. I forgot his name. Mustafa Hassan. <laughs> Mustafa Hassan. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> the guy that ripped the jersey. <laughs> One more. We have? And you got to fill in the A. Juan Pablo Pino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such a terrible season. That was bad. I mean, who was Giovanni Dos Santos was a bust. Yeah, it was Georgia Haji that coached, right? So he brought in Juan Pablo Pino. Oh. And um, who was the other Romanian? Oh, uh, Manuel yeah. Julio? Julio. Julio, yeah. Julio. I actually liked Julio back then. Julio was Julio was good, but he wasn't at the level no, we needed him. Of course not. Of course not. He was. I think he was like a good like Anadolu team. He would have mm. been the star of an Anadolu team, but he wasn't at the level we needed. Actually, came from the Romanian league. Yeah. It yeah. was like um, I forgot the name of the team, but it was like a mid-table Romanian Romanian team. Yeah, we had a lot of bumps at that time. A lot. But, <laughs> so the A. I can give you a hint if you want for the A. What's his name? His name started with an A? Yeah, of course. Aiden Yomas? <laughs> no, no. Aiden no. Yomas. No, that's wrong. I'll give you one hint for your last try. Let's go. He has many sons that play for the youth of Galatasaray. Ayhan Akman? Yes. <laughs> I don't consider him a bum though. Like he was he was okay for us. Well, it's it's the BAM, the bum is known to be the worst oh, midfield okay. we had okay. in that perspective. So. Got it. Uh, in yeah, that viewpoint, those... I get it. I'm thinking about it as a bum, as in like he sucks. Because he was way better than Mustafa Sarp. Oh yeah. It was his last year. I mean, with that team, yeah. he was still a good midfielder for us, for sure. I mean, I remember even Hassan Shash's last last season for yeah. wasn't great either. But he was still Hassan Shash. That's how it is, you know. They get old, like Selçuk Inan as well. Mm -hmm. Nowhere near prime Selçuk. Yeah, our team just has a problem with letting go. Oh yeah, and letting go on time. That's our issue. Exactly, on time and respectfully. Like I feel like we drag it out, and then the whole fan base just turns on on the, on the players, yeah. and it's not their fault, you know. Exactly, exactly. I have uh, three bonus run. questions. Talk, talk. <laughs> if you want let's go you want to redeem yourself I need that redemption the bonus question number one in what year did Dursun Özbek become president of Galatasaray for the first time I think it was 2014 right is it 2013 2014 2015 or 2016 I want to say it was the 14-15 season it was in 2015 I think we know I saw Still at that time. I guess 14 was the end of when I liked All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonus question number two. Who used the first penalty in Galatasaray's UEFA Cup final? Okan Buruk, Ergun Pembe, Hakan Shukur, or Georgi Haji? The first penalty. I feel like I remember Ergun Pembe on those highlight videos. You're remembering it very correctly. There's some good VHS knowledge you got there. Hell yeah, I remember that fist pump. <laughs> <laughs> and last bonus question number three. In what year did Unal Aysal become president of Galatasaray? 2010, 2011, 2012, or 2013? I think it was 2012. Almost. Actually, no. 11, 12. <laughs> 11, 12. 11, correct. 12 season, so 2011, yeah. All right, all right. That's good. That's good. Okay. <laughs> That was when Arda left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you passed the test. You passed the test. 
Maybe I should do these quizzes before we start talking, so I can check if they're <laughs> real Gala fans. That's true. It's a good. It's a good uh, verification right there. So that's kind of rounds up the episode, Nushat. Awesome, man. This was very fun. Oh hell yeah, definitely for us too. Is there anything you want to plug for our listeners? Before before we get there, I'm just really curious as to our current situation and what Nushat thinks as well. Yeah, Nushat, obviously we didn't have the best season. What do you expect mm-hmm. for the next season? Like, let's try and keep it short and simple. The coach, Turkish, foreign. If there's a specific Turkish coach you want, the players that we think you think we need in what position? Just a quick paragraph or two. I'm just curious what you think. I mean, I think we're gonna do much better next season. You know, I'm very op- optimistic. I- Oh, I can hope for. We don't repeat this season because that was, mm. I don't even want to say frustrating. It was, <laughs> it hurt me <laughs> to see. But uh, I feel like we'll probably end up with Okan Buruk. He seems like the most popular candidate right now. They they keep talking about these other other names. They're throwing it out there, but I think they're just going to end up going Okan anyway. He feels like the right choice. He's from Galatasaray. He has the experience in leading a team to a championship. Mm-hmm. I think he won the the Turkish Cup as well, right? With with IDB or was it Akisar? With Akisar, yep. Yeah. So I mean, he he's he knows how to play the big games, and I really liked his the style that he had the team playing. They played more modern football, and you know you're gonna get that because he's a younger guy anyway. So his head's in in the right space. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they appoint him soon so we can start making some transfers. Yeah. You know, transfer season is here, and I hate when there's no no uh, no movement. It gets well, me very anxious. Yeah. We should be yeah. used by it. Uh, you should be used by For that real, one. for real. I'm seeing the news about Jason Denayer, and then I saw yeah. somebody say uh, Beshi Touch was interested. So I'm like, do not make this another get some move. Yeah. We need to hop on Denayer. If we're going to sell Markel, then we need Denayer. Yeah. I, I've, I've become very resilient to these stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, as far as other moves, we definitely need someone at, at, a, at a CDM. I feel like we're going to have. If we keep Kerem and we have Yasin on the wings, we're, we're golden. Uh, we do need a solid striker move. Either we get someone new or we have whoever the new coach is just solidify that starting role. Cause that's honestly mm-hmm. where a lot of our problem came from. One day yeah. we're playing Jagne, one day we're playing Halid, the next day we're playing Mustafa. Nobody got that rhythm and no yep, one had yeah. the confidence to say, I'm the star striker. I'm going to get it done. It was always them trying to prove themselves. And then when they feel that pressure, they were messing up. So yeah. we never got 100% from any of them, which is sad for them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. whoever comes in, they need to make that, that call straight away. Either we're going to pick someone and stick with them or find somebody new that we can rely on up front. Because that was our biggest weakness. We, even with Fatih Tedem, we, were, you know, we, we had so many chances, so many opportunities. We were playing great offensively, but we just couldn't finish. And I feel like a lot of that was because of their confidence. Yeah. And I think something you mentioned, like a very important factor is have that consistency in your format system players. And that reminded me of when we had Snyder. And don't get me wrong, I love mm-hmm. Snyder. But before he came, we were, as a team play, we were playing ridiculously well. And whoever you put in yeah. would be in that system. The whole system would be A team would do 442 diamond. Mm-hmm. The under uh, 19 would do the same. It was established around that. And when Snyder came, I know Fatih Terim didn't want him. He wanted um, from Real Madrid at that time. And basically, when Snyder came, it did mess up that system because we needed to put him in the 10 role. And right. 4-4-2, it couldn't. I mean, it messed with Seltzer too. He was never the same after that either. Mm. 
So, yeah, there's a lot of things to consider in football. Hey, I have almost forgot the traditional question I uh, always ask people in the podcast. And uh, I'm going to explain if you don't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> Yasin knows what's up. Are, are you a front wiper or a back wiper? No <laughs> How did I know this was coming? I listened to that episode and I was even going to make a comment on Twitter. Like, Which one? You guys talk a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're familiar with the question. That's good. So I'm curious. I'm looking for that front wiper, gang. Are you, are you talking about going from the front or going from the back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So when you sit on the toilet, take a shit, do you reach from the back <laughs> or do you reach from the front to wipe it off? I guess so it's a two-part question, I got a, right? I got a bidet, right? So I make sure uh, I use the bidet, get, get nice and clean. Yeah. And then I reach from the back. Okay, that's good. That's good. I'm going to find the front wiper. We actually have one friend that does it. Until now, he's the only one. And he's a buffed guy, and he has thick legs. And I was wondering, how do you reach I feel like that front? would be more difficult. You got to, like, move your leg in an awkward position. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's actually a friend of Yasin that's a front wiper as well, right? Burak. Yeah. yeah. He, he I has, love that he's he has thick legs front too. wiper. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's mind blown when I heard that. But, hey, want to plug something, Nurshad? Yeah, I'll plug my business, man. Uh, yeah. If anybody needs any graphics www.sarkicreative.com that's s-a-r-k-i creative.com or you can even find me on instagram at sarky creative uh, you need help with your merch you need help with uh your podcast album cover that you put on spotify you let me know i, I do it all man. nice nice awesome. and your tw twitter handle twitter handle i think it's still shad sarky i shortened new shot over there just for the uh Gellers, I can't say it, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Nurshad. It's been a pleasure, and uh, definitely, yeah, man, for me too. Loved it. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. This man. was a blast. Thanks, guys. <laughs>